I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Obviously, our first pod of the year. So I was hoping we was going to start it with, with three points, but a draw is the best we could get. But with me tonight, we've got the two Davies, starting with Davey Tomlinson. How are you, Davey? Yeah, great. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, see the guy from Los Angeles is uh, with us again. So, well, happy New Year to him as well. Um, no, yeah, up to two minutes before the end of the game was a wee bit of extra time. We were really looking forward to an even better new year. And uh, unfortunately, it, things came to a crash down uh, in the last few minutes and uh, put a wee curtail on it. But still had a few drams after the game. So <laughs> that's sort of a, a, a buried it under a load of drink. <laughs> yeah, we had to with that. As you said, it was typical us to concede late, wasn't it? But uh Nice, nice one, Davey. And Davey P, how are you, mate? Smashing, Mason. A happy New Year to boys and happy New Year to all the Rangers family who are tuning in. It's uh, always good to be one of our brothers. Yeah, so uh, the game on Monday was, uh, as Dave said, you know, we were so close to uh, getting a, a good result. Uh, and it was the same for us. We had a few drinks after the match, which, uh, so by Monday evening, it was a bit tired and emotional, so... But I, I kind of caught up in the highlights and things of the game uh, on Tuesday. So, and we, I think, a bit frustrated, to be honest, in terms of the result, because I think we pretty much had them. And I think a third goal would have would have finished it for us. But no, I'm sure we'll get round to it all in due course. Yeah, let's get right onto that. Then starting with the old firm game on Monday. Davey T, let's start with a team. I was a little bit surprised to see Glenn Kamara in there instead of uh, Ryan Jack, to be honest. But apart from that, that would have been the team that I would have gone with. It was 
very attacking. And, and I think straight away we went with a more attacking lineup against them than, you know, you know, straight away it was a difference to what we've seen under previous management. Well, no, I wasn't surprised to see Kamara. I was actually surprised that Jack uh, wasn't in the midfield as well, that we played with a three-man midfield. Uh, that's what that's what the way I was expecting it to be. Uh, Jack, Lundstrom and Kamara. Um, I was surprised that we went so uh, attacking, really. And uh, no, it was, uh, we, we can't really fight. I mean, the, the, the first goal was just a, a, a fluke, really. It started off the way Lundstrom mucking about with the ball. Then Lundstrom eventually got it to Morelos. What Morelos was thinking about, I don't know. Passed it right over the, the middle of the defence. And uh, then uh, uh, Tavernier. God knows what he was doing because uh, he, put a, he touched the ball instead of passing it back, even to McGregor, because even putting it back to... Uh, Connor Golson, it would have put Connor Golson in trouble, but um, he just he just sort of touched it about two yards, not even I don't think. And uh, no, the 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 mad chap, he just went on and uh, right, you know, Connor Golson couldn't do anything because uh, if he'd have pulled him down, he would have been sent off. So, and, we, and after five minutes, that's not a very good idea. You better leaving it where it is and letting us go one nil down. And what I hope McGregor makes a save, but I don't think. Uh, I think McGregor actually got touched it, but just couldn't get, get enough behind it. No, disappointing team. Yeah, it's just what I'll say. I was I wasn't expecting. I was expecting a three-man midfield. Yeah, no, that 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 was one. You know, as well with Tillman maybe getting pushed on, but I'm glad uh, Bill didn't do that because I don't think playing out there on the right uh, suits him. And and Sakala, as we've seen, I think he was, he was our best player on the day. But let's get on to that first goal in a little bit more detail than Davy P. Um, it's just typical us uh, this season, to be honest, just shooting ourselves in the foot time and time again. I thought we actually started the game pretty well for the first two and three minutes. Um, and I know, I know it wasn't long, but Kent gets a shot away after about 10 seconds and we look quite lively. But but as David T just touched on there, Lundstrom loses it, you know, really easily. It fell to Morelos. But how many times are we going to see Morelos try that switch of play and rather he, he underhits it, overhits it, and he doesn't even look. It's just really lazy from him, to be honest. And, um, yeah, and, and there's no defending Tavernier either. You know, that, that's a 70-30 ball. He should put Maeda in the stand there for me. Um, I think that was a chance to, to, to win the ball, but 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 go through Maeda as well. And uh, really, really poor goal to lose, David P. Yeah, I mean, I think the Morelos pass was obviously adventurous. He'd taken a risk, which didn't come off. But James Tavernier's just got to clear that. He could have just put that into the East enclosure and the, the danger was, was finished. So... He just didn't, I don't know, it was sloppy, just lack of concentration. Games just started, just not up to speed, whatever. But the uh, Tavernier, for me, sorry. You know, Lundstrom's, the, the ball pings about in midfield. You know, it's chaotic in there. Tavernier had the chance to uh, just uh, drive it straight out of the park, didn't take it, and they're clean through. Popped us in, four minutes gone, but a goal down. And you've got, here we go, here we go. So, but I would say that we uh, we didn't get off to the best start, but clearly, I think as as the first half progressed, we were getting a, a bit more of a foothold into the game, and and obviously in the second half we had we came out and uh, improved enormously. It was, uh, but I, I it was a strange game to be honest because 
the particularly the second half, I think if we'd had a wee bit more confidence and belief, we would have sought out. Uh, maybe had a bit a wee bit more strength on the on the bench, that because you saw from our substitutions, we were uh, we were down to the bare bones in terms of who we were bringing on, and and you can see the comparison from the, the subs that they're bringing on to the subs that we're bringing on. So the, the lesson in all of that for me is uh, the the conclusion that I draw is that this is going to be a very important transfer window for us. Yeah, we need we need to put inject some quality into our side. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get some comments in on transfers and anyone's got suggestions, please get them in and we'll, we'll go through them. But, you know, to go back to the game, Davey T, um, I think Davey P's right there. I think we, we didn't, after the goal, we, we were poor for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes. I thought they, you know, looked dangerous. I know they didn't do a lot of it, but they... They, they were passing the ball better than us. We was a little bit sloppy. Um, I think that the game changed when um, Joe Hart risks uh, takes too long on the ball and Morelos closes him down and then Kent hits the post and he should score. Um, and then Morelos misses two really, really good chances in the air from, from set pieces. Um, what were your thoughts on on that sort of part of the game, David T, in terms of, you know, Celtic starting the better side, but but once we got grips, I think, I think we were the better team after that. Well, I think the word for it is shell-shocked. I think we were shell-shocked after the first goal. And Celtic were right on top of us at that time. They were, they were, they were, real, they were closing us down. They did virtually three men round one player all the time. And we couldn't play out the press. So we were getting caught uh, in the press all the time. And we just couldn't get out at that time. Um, and as you say, it, it, we needed something for the confidence. We, we did, a passing, I mean, a passing's been at times in games been really terrible, and even the Tavernier pass today and the, and the Morelos pass, sometimes a pass has been absolutely terrible, really too short. You keep just tipping the ball instead of hitting it with pressure, with, with, with a, a, a bit of force. Um, it's if, it's if they're not uh, expecting the player to to hit, to kill the ball on his first touch. So, but um, no, as you say, then uh, the the. the Hart always he's got one of these mistakes nearly every game, hasn't he? He's, he's always trying to trying to be too clever and uh, forgetting that, uh, that that a player can get near him. And I mean, if you take it that, that Alfie hasn't got nearly that long legs, I mean, you you can expect Tillman to do that. Tillman does it quite a lot. He's got these big, long, expanding legs that that sort of just stretch out and 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 manage to to, to stop the ball. So you can expect some from that from a wee Alfie. I mean, he's good. He's he's not really get any legs at all. But um, <laughs> he's uh, no, that's uh, that that changed the game. And uh, yeah, Alfie should have buried one of the headers. Probably two of them. Probably should have been uh, back in two two one up at that time. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I think you know that summed up sort of Morelos's performance in the first half for me. And Davy P, we come out. You know, let's go to the positives. We did come out, uh, you know, a different side um, in that second half. The early goal makes a big difference. Ryan Kent, who has been slaughtered on this podcast uh, this season, and rightly so, because we know he's got that quality in him. Um, and he's been trying to hit that one all season. And, uh, you know, he picked the right game to do it. It was a, a brilliant, brilliant finish. And, and and I think we've got to touch on Sakala's um, first touch and, 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 and the ball he plays to Kent, as David T was just saying there. We, we underhit a lot in the first half, but Sakala's pass for me takes, uh, makes Kent's mind up with his first touch. I thought it was a brilliant pass and I thought we had a, a really good second half. But 
you know, a little bit of posit- more positive from Ryan Kemp with that finish, David P. Yeah, I mean, you, you can say what you like about Fashion Sakala. You know, <clears throat> I know he's inconsistent and sometimes his touch is a little unreliable. But you, one thing you can't fault Sakala for is he's, he's very direct because he, he gets the ball and he's right at them, you know, and he's uh, pings a couple past them and then, you know, opens up for Ryan Kent, touches it to the side. It was a lovely delivery. Uh, and, and Ryan does the rest. And, and again, it just shows the difference that just a small thing that Michael Beale has arrived and has just let Ryan Kent go, you know, no longer touching. So I think that the confidence I think Ryan Kent will get from that will be uh, hopefully enormous and, and should see us. I mean, obviously, we've got a deal to strike with Ryan Kent. I'm hoping that he's in a better place in, at Rangers than uh, maybe he was under Geo. So you can see that what Michael Beale sees, he fits into the team and uh, he'll be a lot more comfortable that with that than, than he was with Gio. So um, hopefully we can we can do the deal with Ryan Kent because uh, he, you can see from just from that goal alone the quality that he can bring. A confident Ryan Kent is uh, is one of the first names on the team sheet. And and fashion, God bless him. Eh? You know, I know he's uh, there are kind of two schools I thought on on fashion Sakala, but uh, they're. Barcelona bound fullback was getting roasted by Fashion Sakala. It was uh, that was good to watch. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wonder how much Barcelona, if the scout was in the stand watching that, we, we can expect a bid for Fashion Sakala. <laughs> Hopefully, forty million you can have it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Juranovic had a, had an absolute nightmare, and, and, and you know, credit Sakala. Um, I think I think Juranovic has already got you know on holiday with his, his transfer money there because uh, he was awful and I think Sakala gave him all sorts of, of problems. But David T to, to stay with Sakala, he then wins us a penalty five or six minutes later. Um, and we will come on to James Tavernier. We've had a couple of comments, but um, what a penalty that was! Um, I think I think Ali McCoy said it on commentary. But if you'd have had two goalkeepers in there, uh, they both wouldn't have saved it. No, it's definitely we wouldn't have. Um... I really want to go into to Sakala first because uh, if the guy just had a wee bit of composure, then uh, then then he would he would get far more chances at goal. I mean, if you, if you, if you, he had a couple of chances, uh, I don't know whether it was before they got the penalty or after the penalty. He had a couple of chances and he just he blew them. Uh, yeah, he he actually done what Jack should have done at the end, put the ball into about row row sixty seventy, and instead of hitting the goal. And uh, yeah, it was just I his legs just seemed to tie in a knot, and <laughs> the ball went the ball went sky high. But um, no, I, I mean it was a penalty. I, I seen even a, a lot of tweets tweets on Twitter uh, <laughs> saying that uh, it shouldn't have been a penalty. That it was actually Sakawa that fouled that that, that fouled um, was it Jaranovic you call him? And, uh, the Starfield. Yeah, sorry. And uh yeah, it's it was a stonewall penalty. And uh no, Tav just went up and uh and now you've you've also got that time that, that Far has a look at it, so you you're not just stepping up and you're taking you've you've actually got to wait now to to keep control of your emotions and, and stand there. <laughs> and then then you had the bouncing the bouncing goalie. <laughs> they tried to put Tav off by bouncing about. He was still bouncing about when the ball hit the back of the net. <laughs> so I'm quite, 
I quite enjoyed that. It's really good. Uh, Joe Hart, yeah, I was going to call him the bouncing bear, but you can't call him that, can you? <laughs> bouncing idiot. Yeah, no, it, was, it was absolutely a brilliant penalty from Tav. And then, and then you know, we, we've turned it around in, in five or six minutes. For me, it was really key. We went and got that third goal up. I just think the way the season's gone, I didn't really trust us to to see it out. I think the way the game was going, and and they didn't have a kick a goal second half. Um, and and um, and I know we, again another one with 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 give a lot of criticism to this season, John Lundstrom. But I think second half he was he was he was absolutely brilliant for us. And I think him going off when he did was a big a big turning point in the game because I think that their midfield got a foothold. I mean, I was you know watched the game back and. Uh, Hatati and O'Reilly for them second half were, were non-existent um, and I think that was a big part to, to John Lundstrom because I think second balls um, which are so important in them games that he, he was everywhere and I think as I say when he went off it changed Davy P um, sorry to come to you on this one but we're going to talk through their equaliser um, Michael Bill has been, been coming to, to, to some criticism for his, for his subs um, and, and, and in my opinion rightly so I think that Scott Arfield not coming on the pitch was a was a big um, mistake. I think that that Tillman going off was the right call. I did think he, he looked absolutely done, and um, I think he should have he should have killed the game off. To be honest, Tillman as well to make it three one. But I think that the right sub there was Arfield on, and I can understand why you're bringing on Scott Wright because uh, Morelos was again another one and, and his fitness issues, which we, we could talk about all night. But um, he's gone with pace. Sakala so going through the middle, it doesn't work. That's one thing I think Bill's not got to do. I think he's got. If he's going to play, he's going to be out wide because I think we we lost we lost a lot. One to be fair to Morelos when when he when he went out when he went off. Um, but but just on the equaliser, Davy, you know there's so many mistakes there. Tavernier, you know, gets too close to Jota. Um, Barisic, if you watch it back, goes two or three, drops two or three yards instead of holding the line with Goldson and Davies. And then Ryan Jack just kick the ball out of play and we deal with it. If we give away a corner, we give away a corner. He tries to be too clever, and I've said it already. Not the first time he's done that. Uh, in a previous old firm at Parkhead, he tries to be clever with a tackle and end up scoring. You know, it's the same mistakes we're seeing over and over. But it was, for me, that was the two points chucked on, on them. You know, there's so many things. But again, it's just typical of us all season, David P. Yeah, you could see from Ryan Jack's reaction that he knew who was a hit for that one. Uh, he used to just look, put that out for a corner. It was just some dead, I mean, a packed penalty box. Just don't take the chance. You're just gambling. Why gamble? Just play the ball. It went in doubt. The ball goes out, and uh, that that's all. That's all that was required. I, again, you know, we're talking about composure with Sakala. A bit of composure with Ryan Jack. Just uh, just knock it out the park. That's it. You know, we'll get ourselves set up for the corner because you know, what's the the, the ding dong thing and you know the goal mouth smash. Anything can happen. It can fall anywhere. So you know, and you'll say, well, that player should have been here. That ball's just going to be pinging about. Just put it out. That's all that was required. But we kind of signalled, you know, that we were going to hang on for the 2-1, you know, with the substitutions. Obviously, I think I think you're right because uh, Lundstrom going off was a big loss to us because John Lundstrom was uh, was strutting about bossing the place. And, uh, and and then Ryan Jack came over. We'd, we brought on Sands, I think, was, was just sending the message just to stiffen things up. And Scott Wright, you know, <clears throat> I just don't know why... Why he's he's on the bench for Rangers to be honest, just doesn't add anything to the game. And and Fashion Sakala was probably having one of his best ever games on the right for Rangers, and then we ended up moving him into the centre. Just leave the guy there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Put Scott right through the centre. Don't uh, leave Sakala where he is. 
he was absolutely that guy was terrified from him. You know, and, and David, as you mentioned, you know, Sakala's composure. If Sakala had the composure that you know, a, a, an improved level of composure, then I, I kid you not, the Barcelona. Uh, Scout would be bidding for Fashion Sakala because he's got energy, he's got pace, he's direct. And if he had just that wee bit more composure in front of goals, because you just see, we just see it time and time again when he gets the ball, a strike a goal, he just hits it as hard as he possibly can, which you know sometimes will uh, as a, sometimes ends up in the net. Other times, as you said, it would be that should have been Ryan Jack's clearance. <laughs> so Fashion Sakala should have been there to hear a knock to into Rosehead. So, but we had come so close, and I think the chance that Tillman had, I thought, I thought at the game at the time that was that was the chance to finish it. That was the chance, and obviously their uh, defender got back to, to to block it. But I think you know he had a couple of options. He he chops back or he or he, he just lofts it over them because the the goalkeeper and the defender were so close together. And I and I thought at the time because that was the chance to for us to just put it beyond them. And then it, it come back to haunt us. So you know they're going to go to the end. So it's no surprise that you, you can see, you know, that from the their games this season, how many times they will they'll run it to the wire. So we should we should have been prepared for that. I'm sure we, we knew that they would do it. We just uh, we just didn't have the quality to hold them out, unfortunately. But it was all all in all, I would say, you know, the two each it was uh, would I have taken a draw at the start? I would have been praying for a win, but I mean, I, there was a wee element of me think, you know, that if we uh, take a sore one here, then, you know, go 12 points behind, it's going to be a, a big dent, you know, and a big blow for Michael Beale just so early in his time at Ibrox. So I, I think even for that alone, it's just good to get that that fixture out of the way. And uh, Michael Beale's credibility is uh, 100% intact. So that was a... Uh, the outcome for me, I know that that's slightly defeatist, but it's a wee bit realist, I would say. Yeah, Dave, what were you saying? Can I just come in on the, the Sakawa uh, story again as well? Everybody was saying that he couldn't, his first touch was absolutely terrible and uh, he couldn't trap a ball to save his life. Well, the kick out from McGregor, he trapped it and put it back, put it on the right direction in one go and it was absolutely brilliant the way he brought it down. And then he had the composure to, to pick out Kent. So and it, it, it is in there somewhere. But, um, yeah, it's just when he, when he, I think even he sees a sight of goal, he gets a, a rush of blood to the head and uh, and, and then goes for it. But, um, no, but he, he's, the, the way he brought the ball down in the middle, he stayed on side for once as well. That really shocked me because I was just saying before, I was shouting at the telly, um, Somebody needs to give that guy a, a lesson in the offside rule. And then he just wandered across the middle line really excellently. And McGregor kicked it out. He brought the ball down and put it in the right direction in one go. And then picked out Ryan Kent at the back post. And uh, no, Kent brought it inside and, and curled it beautifully around the keeper. Uh, and and, and the, the side of the net, absolutely brilliant goal. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Just to stay with you then, David T, because there's a couple of things I want, I want to ask. Her. James Sands, um, we've, we've had this you know, debate on here many a time. There's a few of us that, that like him, a few of us that don't. I'm very much in the camp that I don't think he is 
good enough for us. And I'm not just saying that because of you know coming on for ten minutes the other day. I've, I've not seen enough yet to, to make you know to pay three four million pound for for Sands. I think it's an area we shouldn't. Um, and and Scott Wright as well. Um, David Tomlinson. So how important is this January transfer window? Mm -hmm. The, the big the big turning point in the game as well. I know we, we said about Lundstrom going off, but the players they could bring on compared to us, and I know we've got injuries, but I still think there is, uh, you know, a severe lack of quality uh, on our side. I think the way Bill said, um, if I get um, Lawrence back, if I get Redfan back, if I get, he named, he named about five, four or five names, um, Suter back, he says that 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 will be a start, and I think that was a sort of a uh, pointer that we won't be doing a great deal of business in the in the January window. I think we will. He said at one time, I hope to bring in two or three, but I don't think we'll be seeing any any big. The one thing that he did say as well, he says I'm I'm not looking for uh, loan players for for to fill a gap for six months, so we can rule that one out. I think. So, but um, I mean, it, it is if he gets Roof, Lawrence, uh, and and the rest all back, then we, we will have actually quite a good squad. But um, it's, it's just uh, just that we've got so many injuries, and I don't see I, I don't see a splashing a lot of money out in the in the January window. It's not a good time to buy. Um, the Competitions, I mean, let's face it, we can kid ourselves on Celtic are going to drop, uh, what is it now, 10, 10 9 points? Can kid, it's actually 10 points with, with the, the difference. Yeah. Uh, we can kid ourselves on, we're, we're, going to, we're still going to win the league, but I, I don't that I, I tell you, it'll be even better than, than Helicopter Sunday if we do win that this league. Um, but um, no, that's. Uh, I, I think we'll go to the end of the season where I, I definitely don't think we'll bring in a goalkeeper. A lot of people were wanting us to bring in a goalkeeper. I doubt that it will be McGregor to the end of the season. And no, the, the only thing—I mean, the place where we're—I mean, we've said it all along—is midfield. We need to go for midfield and get a. Uh, although I don't know, maybe if Lowry gets a couple of games, he might be the man to to fill that. And I don't know. I, we haven't seen enough of him in the first team to to sort of a judge. And probably next week is uh, the, the the best a, a great game to bring him into and against the D United bottom of the league or second bottom of the league. Although they've won the last two games, but um, that might be a good game to bring him on. Yeah, yeah, no, and and you know maybe there will be game time, but I think it's really really important um, that we go and get David Hurd. Just put it in here about a box-to-box -box midfielder I, I can't we can't afford to let January slip without doing some real good business I think it's so important because um, you don't get many um, many windows obviously we've got the summer but there's still two cups and, and we've got to push them all the way and Davey P let's, let's, let's come back to you then and just sort of finish off with, a, with the old firm game then and I think Bill you know I know, I know he's only been in the, in the back in the building for a few weeks but that is the way to play them you know attacking Especially, you know, Ibrox, Santa. Even when we go there, we, we need to go and get him. And um, I do think that if he did, if we did have a couple of more players available, I think we'd have won the game no problem on Monday. And, and that's that's where you know it's hard. We're nine points behind, and, and as David T said, that the goal difference does make it ten. But you know, the positives are, I think, I think if if Bill, you know, can get it right, 
um, we, you know, we'll be a completely different team. And I think we've seen that sort of from the performance Monday. And, and he even said himself that he was going to learn a lot about about this group. And um, you know, although I, I want it, you know, I don't want them all there next season. I think it's a it's a good base to build from. Yeah, I think the wee uh, comfort blanket for for me from from the game is that I think if we had had you know more of our injured players available then, you know, we would have been in a much better position, I think, we could have gone for them. You know, it had Kemar Roof, Cholak, you know, had uh, more games under their belt prior to, to that game and we, we could rely on, you know, substitutions of a, maybe a wee higher, a bit higher standard than, than we, we saw on Monday. I think we could have, we would have saw the game out. This is a, now that the game is gone, I think we, this is a, a an absolute vital time for, for Michael Beale to assess the squad, and and now he's got he has the opportunity to make some changes, and you know the Rangers board with with Michael Beale and Ross Wilson, I think it will be negligent if if we don't make some sort of movement in the transfer market here. I think you're you're right. I mean, in terms of the league, I mean, calibrating our expectation here. Are we expecting to win the league? No something catastrophic would have to happen. You know, we would have to go on a run, which we haven't managed so far this season, and they'll have to collapse. So uh, both those things would have to happen at the same time. So if you're realistic, say, well, let's make a lemonade out of the lemons that we've got at the moment. So give Michael Beale the time to get that squad ready because we'll be finished second in the league and we'll have Champions League qualifiers. So we've got two cups to play for. So there is a lot of football to be played and, and, and trophies to be uh, to be looked at. And uh, we should be spending our time to do that. And I would really hope that the board step up here with some money for Michael Beale. Back the guy. He's obviously, they've had the conversation when they've given him the job. You know, what what are your expectations here, Michael? And, and, and from the other side, the board would have to have declared, you know, their level of support. Now it's time to deliver. You know, so there's a few in that squad who you would immediately move out, and I think Ross Wilson's got the job in hand to be moving some of the guys on who just don't contribute. You know, we've guys who are you know season after season who are bit players who are on tidy sums of money, and uh, they just don't contribute. So we need to uh, maybe spend some money. Uh, I think a, a couple of midfielders, you know, uh, something else in the forward line. You know, Sakala on the right wing. On Monday was, I mean, did very well, but I think we should be looking at uh, another right winger and uh, in the longer term, an, another goalkeeper. So maybe this would be the time to get a new goalkeeper in for uh, for next season. Because if it isn't going to be McCrory, then we need to find someone else. So I want to see some of these plays starting to, to see some movement in all of this so that our squad is by the end of, of this season. Is, is already preparing itself for next season. So the, the, it's going to be a couple of, two, possibly three transfer windows before Michael Beale has uh, put the stamp on, on, on this side. So that will obviously be, uh, be reflected in, in the number of movements in and out that we get. Because, you know, given the guy, the squad that he inherited from Gio, you know, after five league games, you know, a couple of months, then... W- you know, we're expecting huge improvements. It, it just isn't going to happen. This is going to take time and it's going to take money and it's going to take a turnover of staff for, for Michael Beale. He needs the resources to get to, to 
put the, the squad in place that's actually going to improve our squad so that we, we don't end up nine points behind. That's where uh, where we're aiming at. So big job, but uh, you know, starts right now. I'm hoping that these guys are working. You know, all the others that God sends and, and Ross Wilson is in, in terms of ins and outs. He needs it. He needs it, David. He's under big pressure. I think if we learn anything from the AGM, it is that he needs to pull a couple of players out the bag. Otherwise, he's going to be gone along with Gio and the coaching his coaching staff. And David T, there's, I've seen a couple of comments about. Uh, James Tavernier and, and I actually want to touch on this because I didn't think he had the greatest of games again on, on Monday I thought first half hour uh, Maeda gave him all sorts of problems he did get it together a little bit after that but he's still not that fullback that we, we've seen over the years and uh, you know last season I thought we had a second half of the season he was brilliant I thought he was poor again um, you know again we've, we've touched on the two goals and I, I don't want to keep going through that but do you, do you think that there's a, a case for, for young Adam Devine to get a, a go at right back? Uh, I'm starting to feel like that at the moment because this this is this has gone on for far too long for me, uh, performance-wise, from, from Tavernier. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, I think Tavernier is probably the most difficult man on the field to replace because because he's captain. It's I mean it's it's a sort of a bit like the the, the flag when flying the flag at the the front of a battle. You the last person you want to fall was your your flag bearer, and uh, I think that's the same on the football field. The last person you want to fall is is, is your captain. So it's a very difficult decision for for Bill to do it. Um, really. Um, I think Tav's making so many mistakes at the moment that uh, I, I think he, he, he must. And Bill said himself that there's too many people at the moment getting a free run. Well, Devine is fit, and Tavernier's virtually getting a free run because because he is the captain. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if he did at one point say, uh, "Listen, uh, Tav, take a break. Maybe three or four games out will help you." And uh, you get fully fit, and yeah, start trying to get your forum back because you're just out of forum. And there's a young, young guy here sitting, knocking at the door, waiting to get in. And yeah, we saw what happened with Patterson as well. I mean, Patterson uh, couldn't get a game, but actually, they end up Tav was in, Tav was really better than Patterson at that time. But I do. I, I think if Patterson was still here, then then I think Tavernier would be out the team by now. Uh, but now it's Devine. It's still a young boy, and uh, he's he's not had a lot of first team experience, so it's more difficult to do it. But I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be that hurt if he did, if he did do it. If, if 
have was given a rest and just see what Divine can do. We don't know what Divine can do yet. He played okay left back, but we don't know what he can do long long term. No, and I agree with what you say there, David. I think you make a good point about Michael Beale's comments. And David P, I'll, I'll come on to you about that one. Um, he said, you know, after the game that that no one knows if he fancies these players or not. Um, he said that this is all that, that I've had to, to, you know, to 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 put out there over the last couple of weeks because of the injuries and and everything else that, that's been going on. So, you know, it is interesting to see. No matter who that, I think Gerard was a little bit too loyal towards certain players. It will be interesting to see if Bill does the same in terms of if players are not playing well, no matter who's back up to him, you know, and, and that's where, where it comes back to building that 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 squad. But he did mention he wants 22 players all, all good enough to, to come in no matter what. But, you know, what's your thoughts on, on Tavernier? You know, are we being a little bit harsh? I mean, some, some you know, are saying that he needs to come out. Some are saying, I'll no, give him time. It'll get, it'll get his form back. But... As David T just said, there's so many mistakes. It's, it's, it's pretty, there's pretty much one one a game at the moment, and, and they're proving costly. Well, I think if you just were to uh, rewind to last week's post Motherwell uh, pod, when when it was actually discussed whether it was time, you know, for Adam Devine to step in in the place of of uh, James Tavernier, because he was subbed, you know, in, in the Motherwell game, and you know, and he's making he's walk across the pitch to hand it to. The captain's armband to Connor Goldson, and and we commented in the in the Copeland at that time, saying, "Well, you know, maybe this is a might be a wee bit more permanent than than James Tavernier uh, thinks." Because at, on the pod last week we discussed whether, you know, maybe because Tav throughout the season, you know, he obviously scored the goal and the penalty and, uh, on Monday, but his contribution, you know, this season. And 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 the, and on the game on Monday, you know, in the first goal being, you know, the most obvious example. Uh, I I want Michael Beale to be absolutely ruthless. I don't give a flying, you know, that he's James Tavernier and the, you know, he's got so many appearances and goals. You, as, as everyone understands, and everyone at Rangers understands, you're only as good as you. I mean, I think Richard Goff says your last pass, but certainly your last game. So if you don't deliver, then uh, you just ain't going to be there. And we need to be more ruthless, not not less ruthless. So, Adam Devine, when he came on against Muddle, you know, uh, certainly uh, did not look out of place, and and as 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 he didn't look out of place when he was playing left back. So, I think it's uh, obviously we, we we shouldn't be casting people aside, but Tav's uh, kind of dip in form is 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 more than a dip. It's, it seems to be a trough. So. Maybe it just be, and there were rumours, you know, that when Gio, when Gio was there, he's not, he, he is fit, he is fit, he is fit. And then when, when Michael Beale takes over, oh, Gio, he was carrying an injury. So, well, maybe it's time to give him a couple of games off. Just see what we've got. Because Adam Devine hasn't let us down. We don't actually know what we've got because Adam Devine is a good player. Bags of energy. Yeah, and I, and I agree. And I, I think you're right in saying that. I think that, that Bill needs to be, you know, ruthless. And I think that's one that me and you have said quite a lot on here about Michael Will. He needs to come in and be absolutely ruthless. Um, no matter who they are. If you're not performing, you're not playing. Um, yeah. David Tomlinson, I just want to touch on on a point David Heard put up earlier. And I've seen this the last couple of days. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it as well. Uh, that There's been rumours that, that John Fleck, um, you know, we've been linked with John Fleck. I think it's more from his side. I think he wants to return to Scotland. Um 
I'll get my two pence worth in. I'm not keen on, on John Fleck um, returning to Rangers, uh, to be honest. I think that if we're going to go and get midfielders, I want players that are a little bit younger, um, you know, got more energy, got legs. I think I think Fleck's best days are behind him. He, he broke his leg uh, last year and I think he's still recovering from, from that. So... Um, I said I've seen it a lot, especially on Twitter the last sort of 24 hours. But it was one that, in my opinion, I'd want us to stay away from. What's your thoughts on that, David Thompson? Well, I remember Fleck from I, 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 the, 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 when he first broke into the Rangers team. We done a, we were on a pre-season in Germany, and I went to see him there in two games, and when he was only 15, I think, and. He was supposed to be going to be the, the greatest thing since sliced bread since then. And uh, no, he, he actually was good the, the second game. I think he scored his first goal for Rangers uh, A team there. there. And uh, uh, but putting it coming forward, well, first of all, you had the uh, he was one of the, the players that didn't renew his contract when, when, when we went down. Um, so that, that a lot of our supporters will be. I'm pretty angry about that and not want him for that reason. I'm not one of them. I, 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 I think the, the, they weren't, they didn't know what they were going to get into if they did sign the contracts. So I can quite understand why people walked away. But um, that's, I know a lot of supporters will be angry at that. And the other thing is, we're wanting rid of Ryan Jack because he's injury prone and he's he's off for him and he's, uh, he's, he's because he's so old. Fleck's a year older. Fleck's 32. Jack's 31. And he's just as injury prone. And uh, I, I, I just don't see why we're wanting Fleck here up, up in Scotland. I don't. Maybe maybe 10 years ago uh, we might have, but not now. Not now. So hopefully that boat sailed and uh, we'll, we'll be looking for a younger midfielder, box to box, with a good reputation and. Uh, well, probably if we get somebody with a good reputation, it'll cost too much. But um, so uh, a not so not not so good reputation, not so well known one with a big reputation. But, um, no, I did. For me, Flex not the person to come in now and and, and do anything that's going to sort out this team. Yeah, no, no, I'm agree. And Davy P, I'll let you comment on that as well um, because we haven't had really any solid names the first sort of five days. I know it's really early in Jan, but I was hoping we'd be quick. Um, making moves, but there's been no sort of names coming. But what's your thoughts on on John Fleck? No, we should just send him a very short uh, message. You know, we can do it on Instagram or Twitter or something. This, we, it's it's Rangers Football Club, not Rangers Pension Fund. So thank you, but no thanks, John. So I wouldn't entertain that idea. We, whatever profile Scott Wilson, Michael Beale have of, of players that we should be aiming at. Uh, no, injury prone thirty two year olds not tell them we're packed out with them. We've got no more room for for injury prone thirty year olds. No, absolutely. So, yeah, no, it's uh, them days are over. Surely, surely we so we should be looking at and no more we need a couple of quality signings to, uh, that are going to be feature in our first team. So John Fleck isn't going to contribute to that we uh, you you would be aiming at someone who's going to uh, obviously it's the it's the value for money thing that we're, we're, you're always going to but there'll be players out there so it's just uh, their job to go find them 
we were looking for someone mid twenties, you know, late twenties at the oldest, someone who's going to be a Rangers player for you know, three or four years to come. So, and quality first team players. So, what, what what's John Fleck going to bring that, that that Ryan Jack doesn't, that John Lundstrom doesn't, you know? So, no, no thanks. Yeah, no, no, well said, David. I think uh, you know, all three of us are, are astounding nose there. But but David Thompson is another one that has been doing the, the rounds the last again the last two days is rumours that that we've paid off Phil Hollander um, and um, nothing from the club about that. So you know I can't I can't say it's it's true true or false. But um, I just find it hard to believe that Phil Hollander will you know agree he's injured at the moment. I don't think he's going to be back till March. Um, I just find it hard to believe that he'll just take, you know, you know, a short, short bit of money and, and, and be away. I just don't see that happening. But, um, you know, I do find it in, uh, interesting that, that Michael Bill hasn't mentioned Halander at all about when he talks about players coming back from injury. Um, you know, it's, it's not the first time that he hasn't mentioned him at all. So maybe, you know, they are they are trying to get something sorted. But, but David Thompson, I know you're actually not Halander. Halander's biggest fan anyway, are you? So, um what was your thoughts if, if we were to, to you know to call it quits with with, with him and uh, and pay him off? Well, first of all, I was I was listening to Hart and Hand update today, and David Edgar says it's all the rubbish that he's still he's still a Rangers player. So that I, I take it David knows quite a lot that's going on inside Ibrooks um, with, with what he does. Um, I I don't think Hollander will ever play. His contract's up at the end of the season. So I don't think he's he'll ever play for Rangers again. If they did do sign him off, then I mean they're still going to have to pay him up to the end of the season. So whether he does for me, whether whether he does leave now or whether he does leave in the summer, it's, it's not a lot because we're going to have to pay him anyway. So it's not no not one way or other. It's not going to make a big difference. It's uh, because he's not going to play this season. That's that's for sure. He's, he was still in crutches up to a couple of weeks ago. I believe might still be. I don't know. Um, so there's no way he's going to be playing this season. Um, no, it's uh, as I say, one way or other, it doesn't matter whether he's away or not. It's uh, it's, it's a finished, it's finished for him. He's not, he's not going to ever return for Rangers. No, no, agreed. We would, we would have, we'd be absolutely crazy. I mean, after the after his record, I mean, he's hardly played in the last three years. I mean, why would we renew a contract? It would be crazy. It would just be given, but it would just be a pension fund for him, wouldn't it? It would be. No, I, I don't see him ever pulling on a Rangers shirt again, anyway. No, no, I agree. I think I think his his Rangers career is, is definitely over. So you know, until we get any names sort of pop up that will come to uh, say it's been really quiet for the, the, the first five days of the window. But but David P, looking ahead then to, to Sunday's game against Dundee United, um, I don't think we won there from the last two visits. Um, so we do we do one, but um, would you make any changes for the for the game on Sunday? Uh, would you would you like to see anyone else come in? And again, I know there's not a lot there to to pick from. Maybe maybe Cholak. Yeah, I think it would, maybe uh, Tony would be in for uh, Morelos, but I don't expect there to be huge changes. I think he'll be going. Clearly, he's uh, he's a big fan of of Kamara, Michael Beal. So we could expect to see him uh, hopefully. John Lundstrom's back in the fold. You know, I, I think it's going to be very similar to, there may be a couple of adjustments, maybe all surprises with uh, Adam Devine at right back. So I, I don't anticipate many changes for uh, 
Dundee United, you know, Dundee United, second bottom, I think they've only just come off the bottom again. As David said, they've got a couple of wins have taken them past Ross County. Uh, so they're now off the bottom. So we should go there with uh, with some confidence. I think, you know, the, we've had a, a couple of clean sheets, you know, other than, well, two goals on Monday we've conceded, but, you know, we were uh, up against the league leaders. So, you know, we should go there with confidence. I would expect Rangers to be uh, put on a good show. I'm hoping that uh, the, con- the confidence and and our, our ability to apply apply what Michael Beale wants us to do, because I think he's uh, he's been a, a wee bit disappointed, you know, in terms of, of them taking the instruction from the training ground and applying it so far, or, or at least if we have done it, it's been in fits and starts. So I'm hoping that, you know, progression, that's that's all we can ask. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think you're right about Kamara. Again, I've seen some of the comments about Kamara. I do wonder if he's one that, that Bill said after the game, there was a couple of players there that, that he needs to sort their futures out. Um, I wonder if Glenn Kamara is one of them, because I know he, he was one that, that was very close to leaving it in the summer. Um, even though Bill does rate him, I, I'm, I, I think we can, again. I think he's he's been here a while, but I do believe we can get we can get better. But but David Thomason, what, what changes would you like to see um, against Dundee United on Sunday, if any? Well, to, to just to go back to your your Bill comment there, Bill also said that he didn't uh, want players at the club that didn't want to be there, which possibly puts Kamara into that uh, position. And probably uh, Alfie as well. Probably that it was me. It was me and Alfie as well. So I, I would imagine that they two are probably prime candidates to walk out the, to go out the door. Uh, whether that will be at this uh, before in January sale or or in the summer, I, I would imagine it will be the summer because I don't see any other clubs want to come in for them. And uh, uh, it would be better for Rangers if, if we could get rid of them. Well. Kamara's still on a contract. He's, he's still got uh, another year left, I think, after this year. Uh, so we was obviously get some money for him. But uh, Alfie can just, I mean, he can sign for another team now, can't he? Uh, and just walk away. So but I doubt, I mean, uh, Ros Wilson says the last time, he says, yeah, it's okay saying that we can sell these players for that amount of money. He says, but there's got to be teams wanting them. If there's no team wanting them, and the way Alfie is just now, there's not, there's not going to be an awful lot of teams better than Rangers that are, that are going to be wanting them because uh, he's, there's no chance of getting into the Premier League the way the way he is just now. And uh, I mean, we're, 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 we're what six months in, in, in the competition, seven months in the competition, and he's, he's he's still not fit. He is getting fit. He's fitter than he was a few weeks ago, but uh, under Geo. But um, I mean, he's still. Still could lose a lot of weight, let's face it, and and be, be quicker. Um, no, and what changes do I want to see? Yeah, well, I, I mid, I mid, a midfielder brought in. That's uh, that, that 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 would be my as soon as possible. Um, I don't know whether Lundstrom's fit for for uh, for the weekend. Yeah, Is it yes? Yeah, so, no, 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 we're not, we're not sure. I think Bill's got his presser tomorrow, but yeah, I was going to touch on that. Lundstrom, yeah, it was a, uh, he's had a problem with that. I think since the Hibs game with, with his ribs, so yeah, he, he might be out for that one. Yeah, he's looking for a couple of spare ribs, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's uh, yeah, well, he's one. 
I mean, I, I would quite, as I say, we playing that. I, I said it there a few minutes ago. I would quite like to see Lowry brought into the team and uh, and and see what he can do. And, and against a team like Dundee United, it's possibly better. Although it's at Tannadice, maybe it would be better if it was at Ibrox. But um, no, that's a that, that's. I, I don't think I would change a lot. Cole, I, I can see him getting a getting coming on, but I, I don't really see him starting. I, I, I think I think he'll maybe get about half an hour at the end of the game. Um, no, Roof, Roof, Roof won't get a start either. I don't think so. I, I, you don't know how fit they are, but I, I mean, Bill said they weren't fit last for last for this game. If they're sitting in the bench and they're not fit, I don't know why they're sitting in the bench. To be honest with you, and then he's a, he, he says one thing one minute and then says other. He says, "Well, we won't bring the players on unless they're they're fully fit." And then he's got them sitting in the bench to bring them on when they're not fully fit. So I think that's a wee bit strange as well, although we didn't have any, probably any more players to bring on. But, um, no, it's, I think uh, Hadji, you can you can forget Hadji. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back this year, but I don't think he'll play many games. He'll probably get a few substitutes uh, games this year. And I, I, don't, I don't see him uh, making a big difference this year. Um. No, for Dundee United, I think it'll be the same team. But one one thing I want to say as well is that I thought Davies was excellent in uh, against Celtic. Uh, so against them, sorry, I'm not allowed to say Celtic anymore. Am I? Um, <laughs> but um, no, Davies was excellent, and uh, Connor Golson just uh, as I say, the, the first goal he couldn't do anything about. It. If he'd have pulled the guy down, he would have been. And I thought he had a good game after that. Yeah. So I would, I would, I wouldn't change much. No, I don't know whether he'll, he'll do McGregor. McGregor again, change McGregor for uh... McGuffin. I think yeah. I think McGregor will, will will be number one for unless he's injured or or suspended or, or anything mm-hmm. like that. To be fair, David, I did see a stat yesterday that we've conceded eleven goals um, out of eighteen that are on target, which I thought was a bit of a worrying worrying stat. I think Mumble had five as well at Ibrox, um, which were pretty comfortable saves. So anything that is hitting hitting the goal at the minute is going in. But I do agree with you on, on, on Golson and Davis. I think there is a solid partnership there. And again, it's just really important that we keep them both fit because I, I agree. I don't think they put they both put a foot wrong at the weekend. I think it was the fullbacks that, that caused us the problems defensively. Um, well, Celtic, David, Celtic, Celtic had two from two, didn't they? Two I think they only two. Two, 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 yeah. Same at Aberdeen and same at Ibrox against Hibs. So that's six shots on target that, that all ended up uh, in our net. So there, there is there is definitely a, a problem there, 100%. But um, Bill's already said we won't be won't be going for a, a keeper this month, which, yeah, a little bit disappointing. But, but David P, I, I just want to touch on it about Morelos there. I think David T makes a, a couple of really good points. If, if I was in charge, I, I wouldn't be playing Morelos again. I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more than done with him. Uh, to be honest, uh, if we get anything, you know, anyone prepared to pay anything for him this month, I'd get him sort of shipped at, at the door. I think, um, yeah, I think his time at, at Rangers, I've said it many a times, but I think his time at Rangers now is over. It certainly looks that way, and which is why <clears throat> Ross Wilson's, you know, he's got a case to answer here because we've now got to the transfer window. It's the last transfer window where we're actually going to get any money at all for him. And if he doesn't have someone lined up or at least be contacting people with a view to a... But Alfie's obviously in the position where, no, I'll, I'll quite happily just sit here and see the contract out. The danger with that for Alfie is that his next contract 
isn't going to be what he thought it might be. So he's, he, there is an interest in, in Morelos and actually picking things up and, and making a contribution for Rangers because he won't be getting the same salary at his next club, I, I, I would imagine. Obviously, you'll, you'll get the signing on fee because the, the club will be, uh, as I'm sure his agent will be savvy enough to negotiate that. But uh, it certainly looks like it's going to be down from Rangers rather than going to some someone, you know, the English Premier League or a top European side, which which a couple of years ago you would have said, you know, with Alfredo Morelos being Rangers' top goal scorer in Europe, he was a far more valuable asset at that point than he is now. So I, 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 Alfie's contributed to his, uh, his own downfall here. I think, uh, you know, last summer put a dent in our our confidence in, in Alfredo and I think his uh, performances this season and in, particularly his behaviour at Easter Road. I mean, just you just think he's just he's more of a liability than he is of an asset what it, what it was actually the other way around previously. So, no, it's time to, uh, whatever arrangement we can we can come to, it's time for Alfredo to go. <clears throat> I, I'm in that agreement 100% daily. As I said, I just think he's, he's, he's not professional enough to play in the top five league for me and he, as I said he's not professional enough to play for a club size of ours I think that's been clear um, you know I keep hearing he's, he needs more games to get fit but you know everyone else it, it, you know he's been he's been in this shape for far too long um, and, and, and and it's just just pure laziness to be, to be honest and David, David Thompson just on that then with are you in the agreement there that Morelos is, is time's up and um, again, you know, another debate that's been going on. Brian Kent can now sign for a, another club as well. Um, you know, I've changed my mind since Bill's come come in on, on Ryan Kent. I think that we're seeing a, a better Ryan Kent and I do think he'll get better. If, in, in, in his defence, Ryan Kent's defence, I think that we haven't brought enough quality players in and around him to get the best out of him. I think that if you watch us, you know, this season and the end of last season, a lot of the times it's just get the ball to Kent and let him do something. He's going to do something for us instead of other players stepping up to the plate. And as we've, we've already said, you know, many a times on this pod tonight, that the quality of the squad is just not up to, to, to the standard. But David T, what's your thoughts on, on Morelos and Kent? Well, I said a, a few weeks ago on the pod, um, the reason that Morelos was at Helsinki was was because his his last club in Colombia, he done the exact same. He just chucked it, and they look, they looked to send him out and, and, and loan because uh, because he chucked it. So it's it's, it's he's got a forum for it. And well, obviously when when he's, he's was well at Helsinki, he saw a road to Europe, and then he started he started playing well with Helsinki. But uh, as I say, it's, it's part of it's part of his makeup that he does that. He just seems to get bored with life, and obviously he doesn't look after himself. I mean, obviously he's he's, he's not a professional athlete. Uh, if you look at his condition and and the way he obviously eats, he's not not professional. So I I, I definitely I think he, I think I mean I I was well, I love Alfie. I, I think he's absolutely brilliant, but I think he's uh, I, I think he's not not playing the role that we want him to play and being professional. And uh, whether, as I say, I, th- I think him going to a top club, it certainly won't be just now. Unless a top club think, uh, well, maybe we can turn him around. Uh, I doubt it. Kent, 
I think Beale said Kent and Morelos are two different uh, propositions or two different cases. I think Kent wants to sign. Uh, I think it's just a matter of getting the contracts tied up and getting, saying what they want. I mean, there's a paper going round. Uh, I, I put it up on uh, everyone's been able to see it on the Rangers' websites with the players' wages for 2023, and you see that Ryan Kent. I don't know how how good it is, whether it's right or not. But you see, on that paper, you see you see um, uh, uh, Rabi Matondo on twenty eight thousand, and you see Ryan Kent on eighteen thousand. Now I think if I was Kent, I think I would be pretty. Angry at that, and be wanting at least twenty eight thousand, and then that's a, that's that's the thing. Ross Wilson's got to do. If if this is true, there's there's no way that Ryan Kent's going to accept any less than than, than twenty eight to thirty thousand, and and let Rabi Matondo be in front of him. And there, there, there's just some uh, there's some names on here that that, that yeah, Connor Golson, he was a top top. Well, I can quite believe that actually because. Um, he's just signed a new contract, so I can quite believe that he's the the, the, the top earner at the club just now. He was in thirty seven thousand, and Morelos is in thirty three thousand. So that's the sort of a the, the top ones. Um, and then you look at Fashion Sakawa on eight eight thousand three hundred, if this is true. Um, so which is which is if you think Matondo's in twenty eight thousand and Fashion uh, Sakawa's on eight thousand five hundred. And there's a big, big difference between them. So I, I, I can imagine. I, I don't know. It, it, the, 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 the numbers don't really add up to me. But who's you never know. Well, as I say, we don't know how true that is. But it wouldn't surprise me with with Ross Wilson's track record. Daily, I think you know Matondo on twenty eight thousand. Jeez, I, I can't even. I don't even know where to start um, with that one. But just to come on to some of the questions that have just come in um, as well, we're just going to get through them. Any news on Yilmaz? I think. That, uh, Bill said uh, after the Aberdeen game that it was worse than than first thought. I think he said six weeks from then. So maybe uh, end of Feb. You know, you 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 know. I'm hoping he gets back as soon as possible because Barisic is another one that I'd like to see replaced. Um, and and Davey P. Then uh, do you know this has been another player that, that, that a couple of supporters have picked up on the boy Levitt from Dundee United. I actually think he looks like a good player. A little bit lightweight though for me, but definitely a player that. That um, has caught my eye. Um, I think Dundee United. I was surprised they got him in the summer. I think they got him from Man United, if, I, if I'm not right. Um, is he a player, Davy P, that you've 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 seen, and is he impressed you, or is it not not a clue? Yeah, uh, there, yeah there are a couple. You know, was a couple of you know that kind of Hibs team. There was a couple of young boys who, who were with Motherwell, but I'm I would be hoping that Ross Wilson and in, in it the fact that these guys will be passing in front of him four times a season, he will have a, a, a full list of, of, you know, available talents who are in the Scottish game who would be, who Rangers would perhaps make a, a bid for. So it's really uh, up to, to Ross that, you know, finding out. Really, at this point, I wouldn't be looking at too many kind of project players, you know, not in terms of, you know, 18 teenagers who... You know, we're going to take a punt on. We've got uh, we've got a few in the academy who, who who lined up, you know, for first team appearances. We should be concentrating those boys. The guys that, that, that we should be spending our money on first team players, even if that means it's a smaller number of first team players, so that we get you know first picks, midfield, 
right wing goalkeeper. So that, that's where I would be concentrating my fire. Later transfer windows, I think we could possibly have, you know, I'll look at some of the, the younger players, you know, because we've got, you know, Adam Devine there, you know, who's already on our staff, who can't, can't break into the team. When, when the, the guy who's uh, keeping him out of the team is probably in the, in the rust, worst run of form that he's been in, you know, since he, he arrived at the club. So <clears throat> I don't know why we would be signing players from Dundee United to add to that list. Just, a, just forming a queue. So we need players who are going to play first-team football and get the the confidence level up, you know, get get back in. And I think the the, the phrase that Michael Beale uses is the rhythm. We just get back into the rhythm of winning, which we were, you know, in a 55 season when it was, uh, you know, the, there was a, a, a kind of wee turnover of, of staff. But we, uh, week in, week out, we were grinding out results. You know, by by no means were we uh, blistering. You know, because there was a there was a few one nil wins in that season, but we never lost a single match. So we need to try and get back to that. The place I would be starting would be the first team, no project players. Yeah. And in terms of Morelos, you would say that. I mean, Alfredo Morelos. Dave's right. I mean, I love him to bits. You know, I think he's. Uh, I mean, he's what a character he is, and on his day. You know, he's, he's a fantastic football player. But you would have to say since, since you know, Gerard left and then the Geo, the Geo tenure of, of Rangers just coincided with Alfie almost checking out. So I don't know whether it was a personality clash or he just didn't believe it or he didn't go on. But you just look at, and it might be even just be coincidence, but that, that you know, Morelos' time, you know, as a Rangers player, is the worst period is, was, was exactly the, the same period that uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was our manager. So I'm hoping that Michael Beale maybe have the, the you'll know, the buttons to push or whatever to get uh, Gio, to get Alfredo backfiring as, as, you know, to be the player that we know he can be. So that's just an observation. No, no, no. Again, something that I think M Ward said it. You know, disrespectful. We're not. We're not being dis- disrespectful. I just think that that Morelos has, has frustrated us so many times. I think, as you said there, Davey, about Gio's time as manager. I think he got something out of Morelos for the first few months. Obviously, Morelos's injury. You know, it was a bad injury. Um, doesn't help that. But I think since he's come back, I, I think he has been on professional. And I do think that, that as David P just said there, you know, we're waiting for the Morelos we all know, but we've said that time and time again. And people will come back to me and say that about Ryan Kent as well. Well, why do you want Ryan Kent to say? Because we've, you know, time and time again said the same thing. And and sorry, Curry, I know you put in a question earlier uh, saying that, you know, would, would he get in the same? If you, if you offer him the same contract, he, he won't stay. Um, it'll have to be an improved one and, and as a daily tea just gone through some of the we don't know how true that is but it would have to be an improved one and I think if you to keep Ryan Kent it would have to be one of the, the best you know paid players at, at the football club um, but boys that's that's over an hour now so uh, good time to, to wrap it up um, just you know again thanks for the, the listeners in the comments again tonight as always um, Davey T, thanks for tonight. Let's get your prediction uh, for Sunday as well, uh, if that's all right, please, mate. Yeah, well, hopefully we go there and uh, we, we produce a, a team that, that's going to attack for the full game and get a result. And thanks for everybody for listening uh, and, and watching, obviously. Um, 
I hope you're, we, we have a better 23 than, than we did 22. And I'll go for 3 0 Rangers. 3 0, take that all day long. And a clean sheet, back to the clean sheets like it. Cheers, David. David P, thanks again uh, for you tonight as well. What, what's your prediction for Sunday? Yeah, well, I'm hoping that it's, we're looking to be a, a dominant Rangers performance, you know, because we got, as you said, you know, I'm, it's been a couple of result, games since we last got a result at Tanadice. You know, you know what, what, and right now we know what's going to happen, and Michael Beale knows what's happened. So he, the benefit of getting Michael Beale is that he's been over the course, so he knows exactly what he's walking into. But I'm hoping that a dominant performance, and I'll go with Dave's result. We'll go with, go with three nil, clean sheet again. You know, because you can see the the difference that Big Connor Goldson makes. He is the top earner, but he delivers, so we can forgive him for that. So 3-0. And it was a uh, and and hopefully have a better 2023 20, than twenty twenty two. I mean, but but bearing in mind that we were one penalty kick away from, you know, this being possibly one of our uh, greatest years ever. Because I think if we'd have won in Seville, that would probably have sub surpassed Barcelona in terms of uh, the the achievement and the size of the achievement that we've done. So we mustn't be too hard on ourselves where uh, Sunny days ahead, guys. Yeah, no, I, and uh, I was thinking exactly the same uh, like last night, David. I thought, you know, 23 won a better year than 22, but, you know, it's mad to think we was so close to, to that European trophy, one that uh, we'll be talking about again, I'm sure, over the course of this year, how close we were. But, um, you know, it's important we get back to, to the, you know, Champions League and uh, we, we put in a better show than we did uh, last, last season. But in terms of the result, I'll go with 2 0. Uh, not as not as uh, as rampant uh, as you boys, but the three points, uh, yeah, is the most important. And um, you know, hopefully we you know we can stay unbeaten under Bill. Uh, again, thanks for your listeners. Mason's uh, saying, uh, unfortunately, everybody mem- remembers the bride. Nobody remembers the bridesmaid, and we were one penalty away. But it's it's just in our minds. It would, it would, nobody else at any other club will remember who was in the semi final, who was in the final, and missed a penalty. Unfortunately. Yeah, still part of our our history, David. You know, it was still an incredible. I know you're saying still incredible achievement, though. But Mm. yeah, it was. Yeah, we don't. We never talk like talking about losing, but that was definitely the highlight for twenty three, twenty two. But hopefully, more trophies in twenty three for sure. But again, thanks for listening. We are the people. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.